Welcome to the time is now. I am your host, Mike Stafford. It is Thursday, December the 14th. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it. Shohei Atane got paid, people. Or did he? My Lakers win the in-season tournament, the inaugural in-season tournament. Does this mean the Lakers are now the favorites to win it all? But first, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Oh, yeah, y'all think they're going to win it all, but we're going to go ahead and touch on that in a little bit. I got my boy Tony back in the place to beat to recap the week 14 in the NFL. We got a lot to cover. We have a great show, so sit back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Time Is Now. I'm your host, Mike Stafford. I got Tony back in the place to be. What's up, brother? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Man, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm going to let this good energy keep pushing through. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Got a lot to talk about this week. Um, Starting off, woof. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? You know, it's hard for me to say. People say I'm a Cowboy hater. I'm not a Cowboy hater. And my boy LaDon supposed to leave a message about it. He didn't get a chance to do so. But the Cowboys go ahead and take care of business. Business versus them Eagles. And AC, he's scared. He wouldn't get online. I sent him the link. He was like, nah, I'm going to sit this one out because he got he got back-to-back losses for the first time in a long time for his Eagles. What did you think about that game? That What was the score of that game? Do you remember what it was? That 33-13. 33-13. Dak Prescott put on a show. What did you think about that game, brother? All right, man. Before we get into the game, you got to give the Cowboys some goddamn respect right now. Because last week, you were calling them front runners. They you are. were talking smack. Now, just remember, I'm mm-hmm. not a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. But you also got to give them their flowers when they smack the Eagles around. Because that wasn't even close. That game was an ass-kicking. Mm-hmm. 33 to 13, Dak played a great game. Uh, the defense looked phenomenal, looked mm-hmm. solid. They looked like a well-oiled machine. And I thought that was going to happen, and that's why I had picked them to win that game. If you really look at the way they've played over eight quarters, the two games they played, the, the game in Philly, they, they gave that away. If Dak doesn't step out of bounds, they probably win that game as well. If over eight quarters, who looks like the better football team? Six of the eight, I would say the Cowboys. So that wins you a fight, right? You're saying that, a fight, though. Uh, well, it's this is what's gonna if, happen. If, if you go to the cards, if you get knocked out with a punch, then it don't all that don't matter. Yeah, but okay, the Eagles had a chance to knock them out and they couldn't. The Cowboys look like the better team, head to head. Look, I get that the Eagles should be a better team, but head-to-head when they're playing, the Cowboys just look better. Now, obviously, they still have to play in the playoffs if they face each other. And if they do, I'm still going to go with the Cowboys over the Eagles because the Eagles are struggling right now. What are they doing offensively? 
Please tell me what they're doing offensively. Oh, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that was a rhetorical question. No, um, no, no, no. Uh, well, I'm asking you, what are they doing well offensively over the last Well, they got to they, they got to stop trying to go deep all the time to get the ball to mm-hmm. AJ Brown. They got they got to do some digging dunks because right now their offensive line is giving up too much pressures to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not as mobile as he used to be. For some reason, he doesn't look as fast, he doesn't look as fleet as foot. He doesn't look like um well, he looks kind of like Dak except for the fact Dak's um offense is quite simple for him. They dink and dunk you, and then they go ahead and beat you some good plays. Uh, Eagles have actually have a superior running game to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys outrushed them. So it's just it's all about the play calling. It's really about the defense. The defense has put them in a hole. We all said that Cowboys are front runners. When the Cowboys get a lead, they go ahead and, and their attack is pretty easy because they know you're going to throw it. Yeah, it plays into their hand. Right, it plays right into their hand. You're going to pass rush. But I feel like the Eagles should not be able to play into that hand, especially if it's early in the first but, half. You got a great running game. Go ahead and do that. There you go. You're, that's exactly you're making my point. So you're playing to their hand. And then on the other side, the Eagles should be able to run the ball, right? But when they go down by two scores, then they have to start passing. But they don't and have that, to. That's the issue. But but that's what they do. That's what they're 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 hoping that Hurts can get them out of it. And yes, over the last couple games, when they go into half trailing, they come back and then they get these leads and they win the game. But if you really look at the games, watch them. They're struggling. They're struggling for an identity right now. I don't know what it is. And an Eagles fan is probably going to explain it best because they get to watch them now and not an annoying Eagles fan that doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm talking about a knowledgeable football fan from that fan base is probably going to tell you exactly what I'm saying right now. They're struggling with their identity at this moment. Okay. They, uh, so what, so what do you think for them moving forward? Do you have the, um, their schedule looking up? Yeah. I do not, in front of I you? do not have their schedule in front of me, but let's pull it up and see, uh, Between how they look. The Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys schedule is going to, I believe the Cowboys have the bills coming up next. Um, so let's see. Eagles I'll, pull, I'll pull the Cowboys schedule. Pull the Eagles schedule. Yeah, I have that. the Eagles in front of me right here. So look, it, it should be much easier for them. They have the Giants, although mm. the Giants just had a, a game. Mm. Now, oh, yeah, forget yeah. about it. And I called it too. Forget about forget it. Forget about it. So you, they have the uh, the Giants, mm. the Cardinals, and then the Giants. Okay, and I go with the Cowboys. And, 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 the excuse me, I, I skipped the Sea Chickens. So okay, they got we'll go Sea with. Chickens, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So this, that should get them going. Yes, they should win three of the four easily. Yeah. Here's the Cowboys final four. Bills in Buffalo. Uh, Dolphins in Miami. Lions. Commanders. I said they split those. Yeah, I was going to say two and two as well. Because they're going to win. They're going to beat the Lions at home. You never know. Cowboy, uh, Commanders last game of the season. Nothing to play for besides spoiler, and, and it's a divisional game in in Washington. Washington's <laughs> gonna tank. They're gonna tank. They're they're trying to get a they, better. They're too far away. Yeah, to tank. They're too yeah far but away to tank. you have to you have to remember, there's gonna be a team that's gonna trade up to that number two pick. They're they're not gonna have number two. They're too far away. Like their record, I think they had like four wins, four or five wins. They're okay, too far away. Where Carolina only has one win for the season. How did how did the Panthers move up to one last year? They gave up. They they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot to remember. The Bears hold that pick now. So if a team really wants a quarterback that they see up there, they're gonna have to move up. 
I don't know. I don't think they're going to tank. I think, the, especially with that coach that they have, those two coaches, the enemy and 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 I want to say Flores. I forgot his name now already. Rivera. Yeah, uh, he's Ron out. Rivera. He's they out. Didn't, they didn't fire him yet. They're gonna fire him. Well, that's my point. See, that's what I'm saying. He can stick it to them and say, "I'm not going to lose this game." Like that. Yeah, that, that I'm not. The, I'm telling you already you, know how it comes from organizations right. up top. Matter we'll of fact, see. we're going to talk about your team and about them tanking as well. But we'll keep. I don't it think moving. they're tanking either. But they should be. Yeah. I think they don't. They also have five wins or four wins. I think they have Correct. five wins. Yeah. See, so it's like they're too far to tank. So no, I don't agree. Mike. That within, if you're in the top seven, top eight, that's when you you go up there and you start giving up three number ones to move up, two number ones and two number twos. If you see the quarterback that you believe in, you go get him. You don't wait. The Chiefs, remember, the Chiefs moved up a bunch to go get Mahomes. They identified their guy. They said. F them picks and moved up. Right? Okay. So, all right. So that that was that. Got to give the Cowboys their credit, though. All right. So then I'm going to run through these real quick. Um, so that's it for the Eagles. So now the Patriots versus Steelers. That was the Thursday night football. Who would have saw the Steelers losing? We actually did see that happening, but we just didn't call it. Actually, I'm sorry. I saw it coming. I just didn't call it. Patriots beat them 21-18. More people going to get fired. The thing that pisses me off is the fact that people are still trying to say that Tomlin is on the hot seat. Get the F out of here, dude. He doesn't have a quarterback. Let's stop with all the BS. And he doesn't have any really good wide receivers either while we're at it. Um, he has that young boy and, and Pickett, but um, or is he Pickens? I forgot which Pickett. one's Pickens. It's Pickett. Pickens is a quarterback. Right. So... He we don't we, we don't know. We, he needs a quarterback to throw him the ball that we can figure it out. At the end of the day, their offense sucks. So let's not put and Thomas still not gonna have a losing record. He has six losses. He 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 can lose one more game and still not have a losing record. Okay. So th- that's that. So let's moving on. Um, Vikings and my Raiders. This is probably one of the first time it was I forgot the stats. I don't want anyone to go over it. They lost three to nothing. And then they gave with that three in the in the last seconds of the game. And I'm just like it was a nothing, nothing game forever. And I have friends who are at that game. I'm glad I was not there. I do not want to speak on this. I know you kind of just mentioned they're trying to tank. They're five and eight. I think they're trying to win as much as possible because they have pride and they're not going to get a top quarterback anyway. So they lost three and oh, and that is just, an, but you know what that tells me? The defense did their job. Okay. And for some reason with that damn sorry rookie O'Connell O'Donnell, I think you told me something about how uh um, um Adams didn't want to play for Garoppolo because he kept looking him off. He never threw him the ball. But now you have O'Connell out there, he can't throw the ball. So um it's just a bad look. It's it's a it's it's uh, I'm you know look, what I'm happy I'm happy for your Broncos. How about look, that? The Raiders should be tanking, okay, but they're going about it all wrong. So the reason if they would have had Jimmy Garoppolo playing that game, they probably win that game. They should have won that game if Garoppolo even gets two drives. Because all they needed was seven. And Garoppolo probably would have given it to him. Why is Garoppolo not playing? Two reasons. Devontae Adams probably said, I don't want this guy as my quarterback. Because remember, he never threw him the ball. And the second reason is because if Jimmy G gets hurt, that next year's contract becomes fully guaranteed. And who's the owner? Yeah, he's cheap. Davis, he's cheap. He's like, uh-uh, I got to move on from this guy. The reality is they should just let this keep going and tank as much as they could to get as close as they can to one of those picks that they see. Look, that report came out that they wanted C.J. Stroud and they wanted to move up for him. And who said no? The coach. Davis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 McNugget. 
McNugget. He that he guy. acts like he said no. You would have had CJ Stroud right now. CJ so Stroud with Devontae Adams would have just freaking lethal. And it, Vegas. Exactly. So back to my point. If you're a, a if you have a top seven pick and you identify, let's just say Caleb is not the guy, but let's say Drake May is your guy, then just go up there and go get him. Why are you gonna wait? What unless you have another plan for another quarterback? You go get the guy you want. Why do you think for like obviously you know I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. Maybe he'll get me back on his side, but Denver gave up a boatload to go get a guy they wanted. Yeah. Right? So did the Rams. The Rams gave up what they gave up for Stafford and they got a Super Bowl out of it. Right? Yeah. So the Raiders need to start thinking that way. But enough of the Raiders. We'll keep moving on. Yeah, three and zero again. Don't need that much fucking time. Sorry for my language, guys. I really am so sorry, but this is unprecedented. All right. So Buccaneers, Falcons, Buccaneers beat the Falcons on the road. You call that? I got that one wrong. Um, Lions get beat by the Bears. Uh, shoot, whoever had DJ Moore um, in their fantasy week in the playoffs, um, I think they probably won that because DJ Moore went off. Um, then we go down to the Colts, the Bengals. You called the Bengals, and then actually AC was emphatic. His reasoning made me almost swing, but I just stuck with it because no really good reason. I didn't know their backup quarterback was that good, but but uh, uh, AC called it. Bengals won. I got it wrong again. No coats. And then Jaguars, Browns. Jaguars are supposed to be road warriors. It's their first loss on the road versus the Browns. Now this is the thing: we both switched to Jaguars because we said if if Trevor. if Sunshine plays. You think they're going to win. But the Browns, I forgot, Flacco's playing very well. That's something we got to look out for and see what they're going to do. We're going to look at the playoff picture when we're done with this. All right. And the Browns win that 31-27. Next, Panthers, Saints. Uh, we all call it that. The Saints keep marching in, even though no Taysom Hill. No, 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 um, no, no. I forgot. Shaheed. No, 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 no. Car. no. Shaheed, yeah. like the, the, one of the top wide receivers. All those guys out, no problem. Still beat the Panthers 28-6. That's just embarrassing. Um, and then next, Texas Jets. This was a surprise of the weekend. Yes, it was. Already the six. They're the best game Zach Wilson's ever played by far, in my opinion. Um, just from start to finish, just had a flawless game. And then Brees Hall and them boys, the running backs, had a good game. Garrett Wilson finally had a game that we could say he's a top, you know, why he deserved offensive rookie of the year last year. You got a chance to see him get the ball, make some things happen, being a playmaker. CJ Stroud being left out of the end zone for the first time, I think, all season. 30 to 6, Jets versus Texans. Um, damn. Um, you know, we don't have to talk about that too much. It's just a surprise. Um, Ravens, Rams. I caught that one. And the Ravens had a great game. Um, it was a good game back and forth. It was an unexpected performance by the Rams, in my opinion. The outburst of offense, it looked great. Defense looked well as well. But it just wasn't enough in overtime. With, you had that, what, punt, kick, return for a touchdown? Amazing finish to that game. Amazing finish to that game. Um, we're going to scroll on down. We got to the 49ers versus the Sea Chickens, as you like to call them affectionately. Um, the 49ers just show why they're the best team in the league. They scored in every quarter. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. And beat those boys up. Debo Samuels, killing Purdy, killing McCaffrey, the three-headed monster. You still have Ayuk. It's just too much. And then the defense, whoever the defense are, um, there's nothing much to say about them except for if they don't win the Super Bowl in Vegas, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Bills versus Chiefs. This is something we might want to talk touch on a little bit. The Bills did win that game, as as you called it. The Bills aren't great on the road, and the Chiefs are good at home. But the Chiefs, these aren't the same Chiefs. They want to, people want to. The storyline has been about um, the young man who kept 
costing them games. This is the second game he costed them. What's his name? Uh, was it Rice, the receiver, or Tony? Nah, it was Tony, nah, Tony, right? It's Tony. Tony. Kadarius Tony. So Kadarius Tony, once again, cost him a game, but dropped late earlier in the season. This time, stepping on the line. Now, all the people debating, going, have, ah, oh, you don't call that. Why don't you call that? That is the penalty. It's clear as day. They say you warn him. How can you warn him that far away? He's too far to the line. So none of those things are possible. Okay. How do you know they didn't warn him all game? How you know, and, and a lot of people said they were offsides all game. Said, so why you call it then? Why don't you call it then? Isn't it not unfair to the Bills if you don't call that? So at the end of the day, this it shouldn't have came down to that play. That's the part I want to get to. The Chiefs are not the Chiefs of old. The Chiefs are starting to look like the Golden State Warriors right now. Like the time has passed and they don't have well the right said. they don't have the appropriate pieces. Um the 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 reign is over. See, everybody can't be Tom Brady. Everybody can't be LeBron James. Everybody can't be Kobe Bryant or Tim Duncan. Everybody can't be Michael Jordan. And that's what we're showing here. We, we, we're showing a dynasty. I call it a dynasty because they're always in the thick of it every year. Like the Bills, four straight to the AFC Championship. That's a dynasty. They won championship, just not the Super Bowl. So four times winning the AFC champion, that's a dynasty. And this Chiefs dynasty may be concluded, as we see here, as the Bills are hanging on to playoff life. What do you got to say about that game, Tony? Real quick. Just a correction. To be a dynasty, you have to win championships. So the Bills are not a dynasty. They won championships. AFC championships are no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Super Bowls, Super Bowls. Not necessarily. You must. You have to win it all to be a dynasty. But let's move on to the Chiefs. We'll talk about the Bills. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna praise every second place finish. No, this is not the Olympics. Oh no, 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 no. This is not the Olympics. If you go to the Olympics and win four silver medals in a row, you're considered still a great. That's a great run. It is still you not meddle. a gold. It is still not a gold. It's it's cute, blah blah. No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. No. So even though even though the the the, the let's real Mike. quick. Even though even though the San Antonio Spurs never won back to back championships for a decade. Do you not even? It, so when the Lakers were winning their five, San Antonio also won five. Yeah. So so the Lakers won. Yeah, Lakers won. A three P and two back to back. Okay, but so they, we're not they, talking back to backs. We're no, talking no, I know, dynasty. I, no, I know. I understand that. So I'm getting to my point. So people say, "Oh, that's a date." They, they had a dynasty. Or Hold dynasties. on, Mike. Before you continue with that, for all the listeners, chime in. Send us an email on this because I really want to hear everyone's perspective on this. Even to even better be yet, I'll put a, a dynasty. Poll, I'll, put a, I'll put a poll up. You guys, do you, you gotta need go to win the championship? I say up. yes. Mike says no. Go go to go to so, go, go to the, go to this um, go to this um, podcast on Spotify only where you can track it down. There'll be a poll up. Then there's also a voice message you can leave if you go in there and click and leave a voice message to let your take be heard. Because my final point about that, really quick, is that they considered the San Antonio Spurs a dynasty. Yes, they won championships. However, they weren't winning them in bunches. They were winning them over a large period of time. They were winning. They won ten. Just like, just like the, the uh-huh. Patriots, they won championships, but they weren't. All, I heard you saying you said they weren't put together. You said they actually had to win one. So that's your point. My point yeah, is, you, you have, have to, to win a championship to be to be a dynasty to be considered that. You got to be you at least. You got to win at least one. So, so no, you no, 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 I didn't say one. Of, you no, have no. to win championships. Multiple championships. with an S. Yes, championships. And, and what, what's the span of time though? If you win three over a seven-year span. Eight year span, that's a dynasty. Because you're in the thick of it, and but you have to win multiple you championships to, to be considered a dynasty. Yes, you have to win I, multiple I championships. Look the, I look at the AFC Championship, a, dy- a, a championship because it, it says AFC champion. It, it's a champion. You yeah, just weren't the champion that's... of the entire league. 
Exactly. Then so that, to be a dynasty, from. to to be a dynasty, you have to win it all. So we're gonna we're that's gonna where, hear from our listeners. I want I want to see that. So now I'm yep. gonna move along to the Chiefs, the Chiefs real quick. Look, they could sit there and cry and whine and complain about that play. That why did they throw the flag at that particular time? Okay, first of all, Tony was offsides four different times throughout that game. Yeah, they didn't throw the flag, but was he offside? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Clearly. So why are they complaining? You know why they're complaining? Because that play that they pulled off where Kelsey threw it back and he scored a touchdown, it would have been, oh my God, it's so amazing. Look what you took away from us. No, what should be, and I actually heard Peyton Manning say this. I don't know if it was yesterday or today. That the moment you throw the flag because of that right there, the play should be dead. So you do not see the outcome of the play mm. anyway because the play is dead regardless. Because then let's hypothetically say the defense makes a, a holding penalty back there. Then does it become offsetting? Wait a minute. That penalty happened before it got snapped, right at the snap. So why are you rewarding? No. They should be penalized for that penalty and do not let the play run. They, they, and there are plays where they just stop it. Like, like if it's a false start, they just stop it Correct. dead. They just stop it. They stop it dead. They so should then, do it for any off. Like anything that happens at, at the time the ball is hiked, which exactly. false starts one of them. And that also, because he threw the flag well before before the play developed. He threw the flag right when he hiked the ball, so he's watching it. So exactly. why not blow and it just, dead? And then run in and just blow, blow it dead. Because blow then, dead. now let's hypothetically say, Mahomes would have gotten crushed on a sack there. And then he would, if something would have happened to him, then the Chiefs would have been crying, oh, look, the season's over because you guys should have called the dead right then and there, right? Why yeah. are they crying? And Mahomes, the way he, I, I almost cursed, the way he whined about that call after the game and during the game and then comes out with this sorry apology afterwards, no, dude. A day later. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You you you're wrong on that, and the Chiefs were completely wrong about it. How about just go out there and play better? I I will push back on this one thing. It's not a matter of you got to understand Mahomes. That's out of character for him to complain about anything, right? And so same thing with the coach with Reed. The thing is this: they're not complaining so much about that play. Also, too, Mahomes is always going to go to bat for his guys. That's another thing. He's just a really good teammate. The other thing is they're complaining about their season in general. Because when we get after this, we go into the playoff picture and see they you, you Denver has a chance to win that division. You guys have yeah, a chance to win. Right. So that's what back. that's about. Because the Chiefs have never, under Mahomes, had a road game in the playoffs. It's just like, uh, just like Tom Brady and those guys. They always they had a horrible division, which the AFC West has been. They've had a horrible division, easy division, beat them down a division, and then they they just coast. They just got six games punted to them virtually. Six, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. And then they just kind of cakewalk. So it's like kind of like cheating. They're like, dude, we got to change the rules because they they just easily going and, get, and getting the the buy when they used to have the buy. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a similar thing. The Chiefs were granting themselves that by having a poor division. Now, fast forward. The, the the Broncos, which we'll get to right after this, have been getting the the benefit and and, and are closing that gap. And the Chiefs are feeling their window closing. That's what they're frustrated about. They're frustrated about the front office letting Tyree Hill leave, and they might end up with a first round bye or 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 getting the top overall seed in Miami. So he sees this, and it bothers him that they're in this position. So, but you know, at the end of the day, the Bills beat them at home. 
uh, on the road, I'm sorry, 20 to 17. We're going to go off. We're going to talk about the Eagles and Cowboys. We, um, the Dolphins and Titans. That was a shocker. Um, the Dolphins never lost at home this season. Um, what a crazy game. <laughs> what a crazy game. And the Titans never won away all season. And guess what? And um, we both got that one wrong. The Titans edged them out. That was a great game. I did watch that one. I mean, down 14 with down what, six 14. minutes, six minutes three minute, left? Three minutes, three minutes. Three, three minutes. Mi- was it three? It, yes. God. Three minutes left. Yeah, it was. I was yeah, watching Le- it. And then I, off. I was off. switching, coming back, switching, coming back. Man, what a game. It was, one of, it was like it was three times in history that's ever happened. So Levis went off. And then Packers, Giants, who would have thunk it, right? Mm. Giants were at home. Who would have thunk it? But the Packers <laughs> are bad on the road. And it continued 24 to 22. The, like I said, DeVito, forget about it. I should have chosen Giants, but I was just afraid. I said, I got too many going the other way. I can't risk a fifth one. So that's what happened there. We're going to finish it off here. Joe Broncos versus the Chargers on the road, which to me, like I said, you were at that game. Was it a road game? Was it at least 50 50? Was it 60 40 Broncos over the uh, Charger fans in that arena? Oh, it was like 55 45, 50 50. Yeah. Definitely a lot of Bronco fans there. Yeah. A lot, a lot. It's just what's going to happen in the Chargers almost every home game. They just don't have a, a great fan base. No. I do give it to them, though, man, as far as the fan base, not with the products on the on the field at this moment. Man, I, I took a little stroll over to Thunder Alley. Man, those guys were bringing it. So. Kudos to the fan base. They're very nice. Um, but let's talk about the game. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You heard what you just said? Kudos yeah. to the fan base. They're very nice. <laughs> yeah, they were nice. They, they, they were, dude, they look, as far as like getting into the game, and right after dude, right after Denver scored that touchdown, matter of fact, it was even before the touchdown. That coach Staley for the Chargers, I've been saying that dude is horrible. Mm-hmm. But look. They went, they picked up the first down, then Denver stopped them. They were forced to punt. They punt the ball off. Denver has the ball on their side on the eight or something like that. First pass of the game. First play for the Broncos offensively. Wilson throws an interception. They get it. They get the ball at the Bronco eight. Couldn't even score a touchdown. Then they try to go for it on fourth down. And they get stuffed. Game was over right then and there. You should have seen the fan base, Mike. They all were crying just to take the three points. And nope, Staley's like, nope, we're going for it. Got nothing. And then Denver just took control. 27-7, Chargers. The bigger stories there is Herbert's out for the year now with the uh, finger. Now he had uh, surgery. So he's out for tomorrow's game against uh, the Raiders. And he's out for the season. That's the bigger story there. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Well, your Broncos are doing some big things. Who'd have thunk it? Started the season, what, one and five? Yep. And now you're seven and six? That's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. What's that? Six and six and one for the last seven weeks. That's all coaching, bro. I don't care what you tell me. It's the same thing's happening in Dallas. It's happening in Denver, in my opinion. Where when the coach and 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 uh what's his name over there in Dallas? He used to coach the 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 the, the, the Packers. My brain shuts down. You know how I do. But he took over the play calling. And now same thing over here with the Broncos. McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. McCarthy took over. And then you see Dak's progression. Same thing happened over here with the Broncos. You have Peyton, Sean Peyton take over. And look at now. And it, t- it took a few a few weeks, took about a month. And look where we are. I can't believe it. The Broncos are in the thick of things moving forward. Before we move to next week, let's look at the playoff picture. Can we do that? All yeah, right. Take a look at it real out. quick. All right. So. Right and real now, quick. Yeah. Before you move on, we're just going to talk about how we did on our picks. Are you uh, that you first? Went, oh, yeah, 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 as you're pulling it up. 
So you went four and eleven, and I went eight and seven. So I picked up two games on you now. Now I'm yeah. up two. So for moving on to next week, I'm up two for the season. Yeah. And we're actually, you know, I did the percentages, man. We're we're picking pretty well this year. Other yeah. than this week, you didn't do well this week. That's my worst week I, ever. Yeah, and I had a bad week as well, but we've been pretty on point. I'm only two up on you. So did you pull up that schedule? Uh, the, uh, you I, got I it? A, I have the seating so far. So right now, the um, Baltimore Ravens, it's, it's talking about how they look to finish, right? So for the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens are 50. They're currently one. They have the 54% chance of holding that. The Chiefs actually have a 39% chance of holding the second seed. Jaguars are, um, have a 43% chance of holding the fourth, have a 25% chance of holding the third. That's just very interesting. And then the, the Browns have a 40% chance but of having a Real fifth. quick, aren't the yeah. Dolphins in second right now? The Dolphins I, right yeah. now. So they have Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jaguars, Browns, Steelers, Colts, as it sits right now. Okay, you're looking at how it sits. I'm looking at the percentage of chances. Okay, got you. As it sits right now. And then on the bubble at eight, you got the Texans. At nine, you got the Broncos. The Bengals at 10. The Bills at 11, and then after that, it's the Chargers, the Raiders, Jets, Titans. No, no, no. It, it should read just the top 10. Who's at 11? You said the Bills at 11? I guess the you got to mention well, them. Well, you have to remember because all these teams are 7 and 6. Bills are 7 and 6. Bengals yeah. are 7 and 6. Broncos are 7 and 6. Texas, um, Colts, head head. Steelers. So anything from the Steelers all the way down to the Bills are all 7 and 6. They're all crammed in there. Well, yeah, it shows right here for the seventh part. Broncos are leading kind of, sort of, 14%. You guys in the Bills are 14, 14% chance of, of getting there, but then you still have the Colts and the Steelers yep. and the Texans who are all like 13, 12%. And so it shows all that right there, but it, it's not really it's not really clear showing who's going to... They're pretty much showing that the, the Miami Dolphins might end up with the third seed with 25% chance. Even though it's tied with the Jaguars, Jaguars are 43% chance of getting the fourth. So it's interesting how they show that. Mm-hmm. But then for the fifth seed, it's like the Browns had that locked in. It's it's 40% them. Like, they're going to end up with that fifth seed is look, looking like. So it's pretty interesting, man. And you guys actually have a chance of winning the six. Uh, they, they, have, they give you guys 13%. Well, if so. they have us winning the six. But you're forty percent of the seven, so it's like they're saying you guys gonna make it. So look, if they have them at the six, you know, you know what rematch happens, right? Well, if it's six, I guess the Chiefs again. No, if you oh, have Miami, the, well, well, if Miami gets the second, but the probability shows at, that it'll be yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, well, wait, I thought the probability was Miami at third, because right now with the way I'm looking at it on NFL. They oh, have it as right. it sits one, right one, now. One gets a buy. You're right. One exactly. Gets a one gets a buy. Two plays seven. Three yeah. plays six, three which plays means six Denver Miami. has to go back to Miami. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> exactly. Oof. So that's why Denver is so important for them to win out. They must yeah. win out. If they win out, they if, end up at six still. They, that's, 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 they, don't, um, they don't have a chance, they don't have a chance no, to no. get anything else. Here's, here's why you went out. You hope the Chiefs stumble. And have another loss. And, and become third and then the Dolphins go second. It, it, because then at least the they get... The you're familiar with and you beat them already this season. Boom. You no, know, you, you you win the AFC West and the game's at home. Oh, if you, oh, if you win the AFC West, then you're, you're like a top... You're like third. Exactly. So they must win out. You do not want to go back to Miami. 
that, but now you also hope that the Chiefs lose. That's just, that's it, a lot. It, exactly. So that's their for them to that's move the on in the playoffs tough. if they get exactly. So, but let's go back to that. Who do you have making the playoffs as you and, look at it right now? Um. You, Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? No! Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562 562- PDA 7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. Your picks. Oh, me? Your seven. Give me your seven right now. Uh, let me go back to it. I, I can think off top of the dome. Um, that's a tough one. Oh, okay, so we know. Okay, I got the Ravens, Chiefs, Dolphins. Uh, I even have the Jags. I have the Jags. Yeah, th- division, those are the right? four that are going to make it for sure. Okay. All right, so I, ha- I have that. Then I have the Browns. Well, so it's supposed to be three more teams, right? So, so, so yeah, so you I have, have three Browns. teams. It's four out of a pool. Yeah, so three oh, teams three because more. you already picked the four. So you have yeah. three teams that are gonna make the playoffs. All right, so I have the, the Browns, Browns Steelers, I have the Browns, Broncos. I have the Browns, Broncos, and Texans. I, I, I don't, I don't have the Bills making it. I, I believe in CJ Stroud. Oh no, Tank Dell got hurt. That's why they're struggling. Take, take that back. No, nope. look, I got, I got the I, Bills. I, I have the, Browns, the Bills. Bills I have the, I have the Bills. I have the Broncos. And Flacco look, balling. He only had one game. Green Hunt. Mike. He only they're, they're had back one up, game. Look, I, I, I'm going to say they, this they about lost, the Browns. They lost. They lost. Um, your 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 boy, whose brother? What's his Here. name? Who's a running back? I forgot. Um, they lost him. And they came, come back with Cream Hunt. You so know. look, I'll tell you about the Browns. Should they make the playoffs? Yes, they will. And they they're the better. You're, they're the best team in that whole Bro, bunch. They have an eighty percent chance of making so, it. They're not. Gonna, yeah, they're not They're it. the best team in that whole bunch. But something about that coach gets a. So when they play the, the Broncos, dude, something about. So when I was watching them play the Broncos, all they had to do was run the ball, and keep the game low scoring. Why in God's green earth was he he passing so much with DTR, and with Joe Flacco? Why was he passing so much? It, it's not necessary. They can actually slow down the game and just beat you. I think he might get a little. I'm not saying they're, they're not going to uh, make the playoffs, but just something about that coach, man. There's something there that that I, I just don't like. The couple times I've seen him play. I don't know, man. Um, but I'm yeah. going with those picks: Bills, right. Broncos, and Browns. Let's go to NFC real quick. Um, NFC real quick playoff picture. Um, you're, you're you're showing the Niners, showing the Eagles. The Cowboys and the Lions. To me, that, that that's how that's turning out. Um, the wild cards, you have three. Um, 
Let me look at the complete picture of the percentages. It's tons of teams. So, teams uh, in a hunt for six to seven. You have Vikings, Packers, Rams, Sea Chickens, and um, Buccaneers. Those are the teams that are really in the hunt for it. Um, you still have some other teams out there like the Saints who are trying to march in. Um, so that's another team that could be considered. So what do you think is going to end up with the number one overall seed? I think it's going to be the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, everything everything started breaking their way and they started beating the teams that they needed to beat and they beat the eagles like they had to we actually talked about it three weeks ago yeah. right was it three or two weeks ago two right weeks before ago. they had when they had to go over there mm. and i know that i had picked the eagles but i told you i was like the 49ers that's a must win for them if they want to make a run for that one seed and yeah. hey they're, they're coming through so as a, i see it right here right now on the uh nfl page we have the 49ers at one the cowboys at two the lions at three the buccaneers at four and now here's here's what's crazy about it right you have the buccaneers at four just because of division mm -hmm. and the eagles have dropped all the way down to the fifth seed with a 10 and three record and the buccaneers, yeah they're sitting at six and seven um, and it's probably going to stay that way. Look, no. if you go, well, unless the, like we said, the Cowboys the go two and yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. If the Cowboys go two and two, then they bump back up to the two. Right now um, it's saying the Eagles have a 68% chance of clinching the division, even so, though they're currently fifth, it's going to change in like two weeks. And then after the Eagles, you have the Vikings at six and the Packers at the seven on the bubble. You got the Rams and the Seahawks. Um, I'll go first on this. Obviously we're going to have the 49ers at one. Uh, Cowboys Eagles are both going to get in. I, I'm not picking seating. I'm just saying if they're going to get in. I'll pick seating. Um, Go ahead. Uh, the Lions are going to get in. That's your four. What about the next three? Have the Rams sneaking in. Okay. And you know what, man? I'm going to go with, and obviously the Buccaneers because they're going to, they're probably going to win that division. You're the Buccaneers winning that division? Yeah. I think they're going to win that division. That division is just bad. I know. I have the Saints winning that division. I mean, I want the Saints to win it, but I just, I don't know. It just seems like every time the Saints are like on the verge of doing something, they shoot themselves in the hurt. foot. Someone gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It just can't count on them. So, so yeah, that. You, yeah, the Vikings, Packers, and Bucks. No, you said Rams, actually. You no, I got the Rams. Rams. I got the Rams sneaking in there, man. The Rams have been playing well. So Rams, Bucks, and um, Vikings? No, you didn't say Vikings. Who'd you say? No, 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 no. So you let's go Rams. back. So oh. I got the 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Buccaneers, Bucks, Eagles, uh, Rams. Yeah, that's that. That's the seven. That's six. Was it six? That's six, bro. So let's see. 49ers, you, you, Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, that's my five picks. And then Rams. Rams, that's six. Need one more. Ah, God, this one's tough. I want to see the schedules, but it's between the Vikings and the Packers. And just the fact that the Vikings have a one game lead on him, I'll go with the Vikings sneaking in at seven. Yeah, the Vikings have a 63% chance of making it, and the Packers yeah. are 48%. I'm higher yeah. than the Bucks, even though, you know, the Rams and Bucks are right there with each other. So here's mine. Obviously, and I'll do the seeding. All right, I got the Niners first seed. I got the I got the Eagles second seed. All right, and then the third seed I have the uh, I have the Lions, and then the fourth seed I have the Saints. I got the Saints outdueling the Buccaneers for that. So then we got to get to the next three. Next three, obviously the Minnesota Vikings. That's fifth. 
Um, six, I have the. Um, hmm. You're forgetting about the Cowboys. I didn't forget the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys yeah. at fifth, don't I? No, because you you just oh, jumped I, to the I, Eagles I, at fifth. Oh uh, no, I, I said the Eagles. No, if second. yeah, yeah, Eagles in second. I said Niners. Then Lions. Niners, Lions. Eagles. Then then I said then um, Saints. Third, third, third is um is the Lions, and yeah. then I said the Saints fourth. And then the uh, okay, you're right. I didn't say the Cowboys fifth, fifth, and then six. Uh, I said the um, Vikings, and then that, I was trying to figure out seven. Seventh is either be the Rams or the Bucks. Yeah, Packers, Rams, Sea Chickens. I say the Rams. I say the Bucks are out. Bucks. I got the Rams yep. because because of their defense is still decent. They still have a better quarterback in Stafford. They still got they got those two good. They got Cup and uh, Puka Nakua. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams over that, right. and, and, and they're on, they're close, but I got the Rams taking out that seventh seed right then and there. So, so yeah, the only ones we differ on is gonna be on the Buccaneers and the Saints. Yeah, I got the Saints winning. You got the Buccaneers winning. I got the Saints winning that division, yeah. and they show that the Bucks, you, their favorites, you 36 percent chance of clinching that division. I have the Saints at 32, but I just feel like with Taysom Hill, um, all those guys, you still got Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? It's got a, they got a lot of good weapons over there, man. They Trust me, my Lave. my heart wants to say the Saints, but just for some reason, every time like I go with them this year, they get an injury, something yeah. happens, they so shoot themselves happens. in the foot, or it's just bad. So I'm gonna stay away from the Saints for the rest of the year. So all right, so as we we move along, week 15, Next week, yeah. Let's start off with the Thursday night game. We have the Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Go ahead and pick your team, Mike. Shut up. <laughs> well, I you got, have to. Herbert's I got, I got, out. I, I got yeah. I, I got the Raiders winning that game mainly because they're at home. They're better at home than on the road. Actually, they're like a 500 club. To be honest with you. But at the end of the day, um, they got to save face. And Raiders have a lot of pride. They're not going to tank. They have a lot of. That's a very prideful organization. I don't think they've ever tanked. They they just lose. <laughs> they either yeah. they try to win and just lose. They're not a tanking organization. It's like the Steelers. Similar, they'll never tank. Um, even though we don't have the current success as the Steelers, they have the same pride, the same history. So um, I say the Raiders win that game. Um, close game. I'll even call the score. I got the Raiders win that game 20 to, 20 to 16. Raiders. Well, I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, Chargers are without Herbert and without Allen. And their defense is in shambles. So yeah, I'm definitely taking the Raiders. I'm I'll just say the score 24-13 Raiders on that. Okay. You got so as we so now as we move along, Saturday we have three games. Oh yeah, they so brought the, this back. Yeah. Yes, we Go have ahead. three games on Saturday. So the morning game, we got the Vikings at the Bengals. Who you got in that one? Ouch. Um, I'm going first again. You go first, bro. You just, I'll just take the first. Bengals. Same. So we both are going to go with the Bengals on the early game. Let's go to the uh, the noon game where we have the Steelers at the Colts. Jesus. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm going first now this time, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers, even though yeah, Indy yeah. is a favorite. They only have game. They only a point and a half favorite. So that's kind of favoring the Steelers, in my opinion. And I feel like Tomlin wants to get some get back. They're going to figure something out. And the Colts are flat going in the wrong direction. Look, as much as I want to pick the Steelers, I just didn't like what I saw. Come on, man. The Patriots beat them at home. So I'm going to go with the Colts. The Colts are playing at home, and they're playing. They're trying to play for a uh, playoff berth there. So the I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't like what I'm looking seeing from them. I'll take Tomlin. 
He went, so, he went against the best coach of all time, quote unquote. You took Tomlin last week too, just because of that, and look what happened. But you know it what? was a bad, bad game. So anyhow, all right. Now, now you're we'll, going first. <laughs> so yeah, and we'll move on to the the night game. We have the Denver Broncos at the Detroit Lions. Mm. I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. They're going to stay hot and they're going to shock the Lions at home. They have Lions as a four point favorite. Yep. At home, they are a very good home team. Four and two at home. Shoot, it's kind of the same. They're four and two at home and they're five and two in a row. So how do you decipher that? But um just to jinx you guys, I'm gonna go with the Broncos as well. <laughs> All right. So you'll go with the Broncos on that. Yeah. Mike, that doesn't hurt me whatsoever. <laughs> I, I really believe Detroit's gonna win, but I, I wanna hedge my bets Look, on the Broncos and hope they lose. Initially, I would have picked Detroit. But then I, 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 obviously I didn't see the game live, but then I, I got to watch a little bit of the uh, the Bears-Lions game last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lions don't look right. They didn't yeah, look some, good. Yeah, something's now, You're right. They, they, they should have a bounce back game. They're back at home. Right. But Denver's defense is playing well. So I'm just going to keep riding with Denver, obviously not just because they're my team. They're playing well. Uh, we'll move along. First game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move along. Uh, First game in the morning, the Giants at the Saints. Who you got? The Giants at the Saints. I got the Saints, man. I thought they were going to win that division. That's how they do it. You know what? I'm going to go with the Saints, which I didn't want to pick them, but I just can't trust the the Giants. Come on, Big point favorites at home, bro. Saints keep marching in. Let's go. Yeah. Bears at Browns. That's you. Go ahead. I'm taking the Browns. Same. Keep so Browns, there we go. Falcons at Panthers. That's mine. <laughs> I, I yeah, I go first. I got the Falcons. Yeah, same here. There's no way. I, no one's picking the Panthers for the rest of the year. Bucks at Packers. Ooh, oh, that's a playoff implication game right there. Yep, Bucks at Packers. You're first this time. God, maybe the Bucks won't make it. I'm gonna take the Packers. Same. Packers are three and a half point favorites at home. Next. There you go. Jets at Dolphins. You're first this time. Dolphins. Your Dolphins eight and a half favorites at home. I'll take the Dolphins as well. <laughs> Chiefs at Patriots. Ooh, they're at the, Patriots. At <laughs> Patriots, exactly. At um, Patriots. I'm first this time. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs, even though um, they're in um, Foxborough. Uh, I got the Chiefs for a four and two on the road, and they're gonna get some get back. They're gonna be pissed. They're gonna, they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna be. They're gonna be doing some sessions. So I'm taking the Chiefs as well. If they would have won last week, I would have taken the Patriots. As a trap game. Just, yeah. Exactly. As a yeah. trap game, and Belichick has everything mapped up. Yeah. But the fact that they lost, they're gonna be super sharp. They're gonna be on. It's the way so, they lost. So yeah. Exactly. So we'll move along. This is a really good game. We have the Texans at the Titans. Texans at the Titans. Um your first this time. I'm going to take the Titans on this one. Mm. On an upset. It's not an upset. They're the favorites. Two and a half point favorites at home. Oh, they're, they're the good. favorites, huh? They're the favorites, and it's four and two at home. And the Texans are two and four on the road. Texans are what, tough. What, what's the spread? Two and a half. That, that's literally even. See, that's that's even. Yeah, yeah. That, that's even. I'm going to take the Titans. I think that that win in Miami is just going to spark them. Of course, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to. They, they just played hard, man. You got to yeah. give them credit for that. Yeah. Um, the Texans are super talented, but man, they went to New York and laid a neck. Yeah, I hear you. 
I hear you, man. I, I'm taking the Texans anyway. I have the Texans, Texans. Um, winning that game on the road, um, upsetting those boys down there. So I got the Texans. You got the Titans. All right, next game, 49ers at Cardinals. I don't even think I need to ask. I think we're both going Niners. Is that yep. fair? Niners. 12 All and right, half, one my more favorites one. on the road. Com- Commanders at Rams. Do I need to ask? <laughs> um, you go. Yeah, yeah. You go first. Rams. I got the Rams as well. Six and a half point favorites uh, at home. All right. Now, this is a good game. We have the Dallas Cowboys at the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Who you got? Um, it's your turn to go first. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take the Bills beating the Cowboys. Um, I don't think that's much of an upset. They're a two and a half point favorite, which is kind of even. The Bills need it more than the Cowboys. Well, they both kind of equally need it. But the mm-hmm. Cowboys, once again, don't play well against good teams, from my opinion, unless they're at home. And they're not. They're three and three on the road. All their losses come on the road. So I'm also taking the Bills. All right. So you're taking the Bills as well. All right. Put that down. So for the Sunday night game, we got the Ravens at the Jaguars. Oh, that's your Jaguars. They're playing at home, Mike. And I go first this uh-huh. time. I'm choosing Baltimore. So am I. I'm not, <laughs> picking, I'm not picking against them, man. Yeah, well, the, the Baltimore Ravens are better on the road than they are at home. So and there's for that. the Monday night game, we got the Eagles at the Sea Chickens. And you're first. I'm going to go with an upset. I'm taking the Seahawks to upset the Eagles at home. So you're saying the Eagles will have a three-game losing streak like the Niners did earlier this season? Yep. Uh, I say no. This is the game that's going to change everything. The week, I'm sorry. The Bills beating the Cowboys, so they could go 10-4. and four, And the Eagles beating the Seahawks, so they could go up 11-3. I got the Eagles winning this game. All right, they they're four-point favorites on the road. Look, I, the smart play is the Eagles. I should be picking them. But come on, man. Can the Seahawks keep losing? Well, they have to the win same one. Thing. Can the Eagles keep losing? Uh, yeah, but that's three. This is going to be what number five, six for the Seahawks. This is the How many e- have they the left? Eagles lost to the Niners. Yes, at home, but that's the best team easily in the league, not just the NFC. Then they go to Dallas, who's the best team at home. We haven't lost at home since last season. I, I'm not, and, and then the, the, the Cowboys have similar rosters, players, similar type of skill players as the as the Niners do. They took they took Shanahan's game plan, offense and defense, and went ahead and utilized it, and they won. They just said they said we could be Niners light, and we're at home, so we're like the Niners at home, and they beat them. It, those two losses didn't move me. I still feel like the the, the Eagles are still part of the upper echelon. And they're going to show against the Seahawks. Eagles got that win. That's what we. I hope so, I hope so, but I just think the Seahawks are going to upset them. They Pete Carroll's too good of a coach yeah. to allow them to lose. What would this be? Number six. In a row or five, something like no, that. No, they're not like that. I think it's like three, bro. No, they they lost a bunch of them in a row. No, they we were, were just were, talking about it last they're, week. They're, they're six and seven. There's no way they they were. You know, there's no way they had that. They didn't have a record that great. They've been they've been damn near 500 all year. So they're right below 500. They're six and seven. There's no way they lost four or five in a row. I think they lost two in a row. If I'm that. gonna take the upset just to give you yeah. a chance to get back in. Yeah, man. that's it. There's three games. There's three games. <laughs> That's three games we differ on. Steelers, so Texas, Eagles, I got. There we go. We got it in the books. The picks are in. Picks are in, people. So now, now, it's time. We go and talk about that in-season tournament, as Tony would call it, that AAU tournament, as AC would call it, that fake championship, as I would call it, the inaugural in-season tournament. And my Lakers... 
won that thing, got those medals around their necks, got that those two different trophies. LeBron with that MVP. You got Adam Silver telling the kids, get the hell out of here. We got business to take care of. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers did what I said they're going to do. They clamped down when it matters most. What I like about it is this. Every game is like a game seven. He got those two. He, he, he told those two-way players, I'm going to get you that 250. And I'm going to make sure my guys get the 500. Austin Reeves, all those other guys, uh, the, the Torian Prince, all these guys will make that much money. Get fined 1000 for one night. Hope they didn't blow it all at the crap table. Listen, man. It shows me when it's playoff basketball, LeBron and AD going to show up. Halliburton and boys in Indiana were the best offense in the league, and it's not even close. They were they were one of, they were better than Sacramento last year. Right now, they were better than the, than the Warriors back with KD. This offense clicks. Halliburton over here getting 15, 16 assists in, in, throughout that tournament with zero turnovers. They got like four, five of them things from that brother, man. They clamped it down. Yeah, he had 20 and 11, but what was his efficiency? How many turnovers have he had? I'm trying to tell you, man. All it did to me, and what I think is going to go for, going forward, it's going to spark a team that is like a bubble playoff team or a contender or a team that was not on the outside looking in and makes them contenders like the Pacers. Yeah, these kind of teams feel like they can win something. And I'm very happy. And I'm happy that I was right about the in-season tournament. My Lakers got it, but I'm more impressed about what happened and, and, and the matter of vitriol and, and how pissed off the Bucks were as they showed up this last night and Wednesday night in their revenge against Indiana, and it was a fight broke out twice in the game, beginning and the end, and Giannis put up 64 points. That's what the in-season tournament, it brewed enemies where there was none. Indiana Milwaukee been enemies since forever. So I love it. I love every bit of it. Uh, I love how the Phoenix Suns look kind of mediocre, even though they came back together. They finally played together for the first time since preseason, and they still got beat by Brooklyn at home. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. What, what, what you got? What you got for me, Tony? What you got for me? Well, obviously, it was a great. It was a, it was a success. It worked out awesome for the NBA. Mm-hmm. There was more viewership. There was more people going to the games. The courts, like I said, some were a little funky. Some were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, it was nice to see the different uniforms. And of course, the Lakers winning it is a great thing for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, we talked about this off air. We are some greedy ass <laughs> Lakers, aren't we? The NBA came out with a championship for the Clippers and for these sorry ass organizations to have something. This was, you felt bad for an organization and said, here, let's give you something to play for. And we said, no, 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 no. We got to have that too. Give me that. It's the first one. It's mine. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And they credit to LeBron and the boys to go out there and actually compete. See, at the end of the day, it's about competing. And they competed. They went out there every, and it was a meaningful game. Great point. This is just going to prove to you that in the playoffs, the Lakers are going to compete. These guys are going to go ahead and lock in, focus, and you're going to get performances like what you saw in the tournament in the playoffs for the Lakers. And you can't sit there and tell me they're not. They did it last year. Yeah. So this is just who they're going to be. Now, they're going to have games in the season like what happened in Dallas, right? They lost that game. They're going to have games that they're supposed to win. If they don't, they're going to go through the season. So this is pretty much milestone number one for the season. Yeah. They'll figure out some something else to motivate them. And then once the playoffs start, they'll lock in. And these are the type of performances you're going to get from them. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I liked about it. And and the Lakers are virtually healthy. <clears throat> Missing Gabe Vincent, who did play early in the season, played like trash, to be honest with you. But the season just began, and we were not full at full strength. So I want to see what Gabe Vincent does when he returns. That will move Max Christie to the bench, who's actually played very well offensively, defensively so de- decent. But some young person turnovers can the jitters out. I like how deep the Lakers are. And now, yes, they, they blew a 20-point lead to San Antonio. But it was, an, it was a back-to-back night, no LeBron. You know, and, and I just like to see the versatility. I hope the Ham figures out the different lineups when you go against bigs. Do you play two bigs? Uh, when you go against uh, regular teams, you just go ahead and go with AD. And then how's the rotation going to look? If you have a player like Halliburton or Devin Booker or, or KD, do you blitz them with a bunch of wing defenders and AD? I'm sorry, not AD, but Cam and, and TP and now Vando. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to see a lineup to where I have Vando, TP, who's now hitting his threes, um, and, and, and Cam, and then throw out there some Rui Hachimura. Like, we don't need LeBron out there. or ha- You know what I mean? I want to see that. You have AD, Cam, TP, and, and Vando. Jesus Christ. You got those four guys out there? Come on, man. That, that's an all-defense team in itself. So I'm looking for – and that all-defensive teams are the ones who win in the postseason, which takes me to my next point. Top defensive team in the league, Minnesota Timberwolves, who still sit at the top of the Western Conference right now. So when we look at that, they're up there, they're up there convincingly, two points, uh, two game ahead of the next team, which is the Thunder, which is also a shocker. That's a very young team. And it shows you why Chet Holmgren is going to win off um, win rookie of the year. It won't be Wimbenyama. And Wimbenyama had a hell of a game against the Lakers last night. But it won't be Wimbenyama because it's all about team success. You can't lose 16, 17 straight games, 18 straight games and talk about all um, rookie of the year. Ain't no, it ain't happening. The Thunder last year were on the brink of like a, a bubble playing team. Right now, they're the second-best team in the West, top four team in the league. And it's all Chet Holmgren. The only thing they added was Chet Holmgren. All these other guys were still here. That's all they did. Chet Holmgren is the one di- difference. He's taking you inside, outside, offense, defense. His numbers are not fantastic, but his numbers are very efficient. And the team's success when he's on the floor it cannot be ignored. And, of course, SGA. In, entering in the top two, top three point guard in the league. So all those things help. And they even got that boy like some molest little girls. So all that team, all that stuff helps <laughs> with the success. But when you look at the teams right now, if y'all know if you have it in front of you, you have the Timberwolves, Thunder, Mavericks, who just beat the Lakers the other night and why they pushed up to number three. Nuggets, who just lost, which pushed them down. Lakers, who kind of just won, pushed them past the Kings. So they're fifth. Rockets, Clippers, Pelicans, Suns are down to the 10th spot. And the Clippers fell down on an off night, and the Suns fell down. The Warriors are the outside looking in. When you look at the, and then Ja has to come back. A lot of people haven't talked about this. There's 23 games in, two more games, and Ja's back. So then, how does it shake out? Because right now they're 11 and a half games out of the first seed and out of the 10th and final space for that play-in tournament. They are five and a half games out. So that penalty, that punishment was was proper and it, it hurts us money it hurts a lot of things so when you look at the picture what's the story here for you um tony jaw coming back and maybe can turn their season around the warriors when you have draymond going to be suspended indefinitely and hurting their chances they're on the outside looking in they're two and a half games out of the playing spot um is it the suns they finally got their big three together and they came out with a loss to brooklyn at home 
or is it Zion who's missed a game again after he had a great game coming out of the play-in tournament because he's too fat and can't get in the gym? Is it the Clippers who's surging, who've won five straight, seven and three of their last 10, and now picked up the pace as they retrieve hard on the team? What's the story to the Rockets? The fact they're in it when they were the second to worst team in the league last season. Or I'm going to tell you what the story is. so many storylines. Or will the Thunder they, and the Timberwolves stay where they are? There's so many storylines here. You just said it. Every single team has a storyline right now. Well, you, not if every you're going, And yeah, look, if you, if you go through them, right? The Timberwolves, yes. right? They have a storyline. The yes. Thunder, you have a you have one. The Mavericks, yeah. Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie's hurt and they're still doing big things. Yeah. The Nuggets, that's the defending champions. The yeah. Lakers are a storyline, no matter yeah. what. Yep. The Kings, they're the young guys. Kind of, you know, they're falling off they, what they were last year. But that's there's still a storyline. Watch, yeah. they'll get hot. Yeah. The Rockets, the that's Clippers, crazy. the Pelicans. Yeah. Every team that I'm going Stuns, to has Warriors. And then look, with, with the Suns, it's the health. With the Pelicans is Zion's fat ass. With, with the Clippers is <laughs> just well they they're starting to blend now, right? Yeah. Well, will will that that's a bunch of ingredients. Will you get a great you know meal at the end of it? Yeah. And the Warriors is this the end of the Warriors? The end of the did dynasty. You, yeah. Did, what they just said about offering a, a Clay a two year. 44 or 48 Oof. million dollar deal or something Oof. like that that's a slap in the face for clay Oof. right yeah so yeah do like kobe pay me pay me for what i've done already exactly you gotta, so go, back, it, go, you gotta go back real quick because um because clay because he didn't make the um all team whatever first second uh -huh. third those years ago when he had the extension it hurt him then he got hurt after that all that hurt his pocket they should make up for it by giving him the max go ahead but it, as i continue then you have the warriors at 11 that's a storyline and that's about where it stops. But how many more storylines do you want? Think I about mean, it. When the Yama, no, like the Spurs are tanking on purpose, yeah, so, they want to pair with other players. Yeah, so. so even if I move along there, right? The Jazz, eh. No, that, no that's no storyline. Yeah, sorry, Scoot Henderson Jazz, playing like Scoot Henderson playing like trash. He's like a dude, bust right now. He looks so Bad. he looks like he does not belong. He is questioning himself to even yeah. dribble the basketball. It's bad. Markel Fultz 2.0. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then the the Grizzlies will be a storyline once John Moran. And no one's back. talking about John. No media outlet has mentioned his name. Oh, you know why, right? Well, I know that's out of silver. Absolutely. No, no, no. They're scared he might just shoot him. Might oh, come shit. back with a gap. I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm playing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, the same reason why. The same reason why Lakers are hanging a banner after GD Bus specifically said she's not going to hang a banner. Adam Silver made that one bat bat phone call. He did the same thing with the, the media outlets. ESPNs are partners with the NBA. That's the main ones who cover the NBA, and they have not mentioned John Morant's name now, at all. As we're talking storylines, I can't believe we've just not touched on this, and we were just talking about the Warriors. Draymond Green. I mentioned him. What? No, no, no. Definitely suspended. No, no, no. But what do you do with him right now? Nothing. He's if unmovable. It, he already got it, paid. No, no. I'm not saying as the Warriors. I'm saying oh. as the NBA. How long oh. do you drag this out? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. Raven Simone turning 38 this week. Offset turning 32. Joe Burrow turning 27. And Tiana Taylor turning 33. Taco Fall turning 28. Evelyn Lozada turning 48. Ray Mysterio Jr. turns 49. Jermaine Jackson from the Jackson 5 turning 69. DK Metcalf turning 26. Monique turning 56. And from All-American, Daniel Ezra turning 32. DJ Yella from NWA turning 62. April Jones, April Jones, formerly the wife of Amarion and now dating um other brother from, uh, from All-American. She is turning 37. Most deaf turning 50. And from Miami Vice, back in the days, Miami Vice, Don Johnson turning 74. Regina Hall turning 53, and Kai Sanat turning 22. Dion Warwick turning 83 this week, and Rich Paul turning 42. Sheila E, Sheila E on them drums, she's turning 66. Naya Lee from one of those different shows, Housewives, whatever, she's turning 32. And Taylor Swift is turning 34. Hey, Swifties. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Wildin' Out, DJ D-Rex turning 54. Jamie Foxx, appreciate you for still being around, turning 56. And The Rock's daughter, Jasmine Johnson turning eight, Nene Leakes turning 56, and Steve Buscemi turning 66. Emmanuel Hudson, E-Man, also from Wildin' Out, turning 33. Dick Van Dyke turning 98. And finally, 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 Vanessa Hudgens turning 35. We have some honorable mentions. Michael Clark Duncan passed away 2012, would have been 66 this week. Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra, passed away 1998, would have been 108 this week. Dewey Train, the Yellow Ranger, passed away in a horrible car accident back in 2001, would have been 50 this week. Brody Lee from the WWE, passed away 2020, would have been 44 this week. Kim Porter, the, the I guess the baby mother to one of the baby mothers of P. Diddy, the mother of the twins, who passed away suddenly in 2018, would have been 53 this week. And finally, Bob Barker, who passed away just earlier this year, would have been 100 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. Um, Are you? Because come on, think about it. Nick Wright earlier on First Things First said three of these suspensions have happened over a span of 27 games or something like that. He's missed half the season with with ejections and suspensions. And then he had the pool where he just straight decked them last year. And that just, that was the beginning of the end of the Warriors. As I much agree. respect it, it, that you have for Curry, it's the beginning of the end. They needed to to make a move, a big trade, Wrong and they move. didn't. Chris Paul, they, exactly. It they're done. They're cooked. What do you do about Draymond if you're the NBA? And then what do you do about Draymond if you're the Warriors? The Warriors can't do anything. Well, Warriors right now are trying to figure out. If they're going to break up the Splash Brothers, for God's sakes. Because he's the only one coming up for a new contract. Steph, Steph, he's getting his money. They need to start playing Moody more and Kaminga. Especially in the absence of Draymond Green. 
with Draymond Green, if you look back, if you look at the play when he smacked him in the head, you got to see his bench and 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 the coaches, staff, and everything like that. Their face was of disgust. They weren't like, oh, they were like, oh, here we go again. It was not even like, like so, like the fans were like, oh my god, and then the players, the young the young bulls on the sideline were like, oh. They roll their eyes because they, they say, here it goes again. So he can't be trusted. And a lot of people used to say, oh, when Steph's out, he does something to get kicked out of the gang. He doesn't want to play. But now Steph's out there and everything like that. He seems like he's doing the same thing. Like he's just tired. Of, like he's, he knows. You see, this thing with Draymond, this is the thing with Draymond. People forget, Draymond's highly intelligent. He, he did that move. He likes to make it look as if he's not trying to do it. Like because he's flailing about, but he wanted to hit him. Mm-hmm. He wanted, that's why look at his face when he went down. He wasn't trying to grab him, like, oh, I'm sorry. What about when he kept kicking uh uh what's the name of the balls every year? Aquaman. And the way he did it was a similar action. Flowed his arms in the air and put his legs out, kicked him in the nuts intentionally. So these have been a pattern for years and years and years. And stuff like this is the reason why I say he's not a Hall of Famer. Now, yes, Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer. I get that. But Dennis Rodman was the best at what he did. Draymond's never been the best. He's been mentioned. He's in the conversation. To me, he's a he to me, he's a very fortunate Ron Artest. Yeah. Good Ron Artest a good way of putting him. Yeah. If you put him, if you put him on any other team, does he have the same level of success? No. No, and I have him on my fantasy team. I like him. I like him as a player. I like him as an individual. But if I was his teammate, I'd be like, man, F this dude. Like, because people still believe they legitimate legitimized 2016, saying that if he didn't do what he did, they would have won. They would have continued to win. I disagree. But let's just say that happened. KD never ends up and go to state. So they don't have the other run. And then if that happens, then LeBron never ends up in LA. So I look at everything. So I'm like, I, I still don't believe they would have won. I looked at the writing on the wall. That's why he did it. Draymond does crap like this when he's like, he has no, he's frustrated. He knows we can't win. I'm going to try anything I can. I'm a sore loser. That's what he does. Choking out Gobert, socking his own teammate like that. Everything he's been doing up to now. And you, your initial question, I'm going to answer because we've been ranting on it for a while. It's indefinite. People are mad about that. I am not. I like that because there's nothing in the rubrics to show what the timeline should be. You can't just be emotional and just say, oh, it's 10 now. Is it? No, because all you got to do is have them fight back. You don't have the uh, NBA PA going to cut back, like, contesting it. So now it's it's all the storyline. If you do indefinite, you can treat it like job. It's going to end up like a job because it's the repeater's tax. They're going to sit there and they're going to have a conference with you. You're going to go get anger management. You're going to do whatever they can like they did with Ja. And then Ja got the big hit because after all that crap, talk to Adam Silver, a week later, he did it again. This is very similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 25 games as well. You see what I'm saying? And it's early in the season where he could come back from it. So if he gets anywhere between 15 to 25 games, I wouldn't be surprised. And because it's indefinite, they won't put a round number on it. They're going to sit there. They're going to talk to him. They're going to just leave him out and say, we just, we'll just we'll revisit this. Do this for, for three weeks, two weeks, we'll revisit it. It's okay. Do it again. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to drag it out to where it will, be, it will be like a weird number, like 17, 18, 19 games, something like that. That's what I foresee happening to Draymond Green. I think he's going to get 25. On top right. of whatever of on top of whatever he's gonna miss right now. So this means they're gonna go in there, they're gonna go talk to him. And if he misses, say, four games, they're still gonna come back and they're gonna hit him with 25. Watch. I think at this point the Adam Silver's is gonna be like, enough of this guy. How many times don't we have to warn you about it? So it's just one of those like you t- keep telling your child over and over and over and over. As a parent, what happens? You just kind of lose your core. I'm like, really? Like, really? Again? So I I do see 25. I think 25 
is going to start being the normal suspensions when you do dumb shit like this when it's over repeater. and over exactly yeah. when it's an over and over and over it's going to get 25 and you know what the saddest thing about this that all they're going to do is for the next person that decides to be a john morant or a draymond oh this is still happening with you guys they're gonna, the next guy that does this is going to get 35. No, I don't think so. Now, now you're going crazy. This, this ain't Malice in the Palace, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, well, no, this, this is specifically for... That's why it's indefinite. It's specifically catered to... There's no one in the league doing what Draymond's doing. There's nobody. And exactly. He's a future Hall of Famer, a top 75 player. He's doing... Uh, or whatever he was. I don't know if he was top 75 or not. But at the end of the day... No, he wasn't top 75. But you have a guy who they're saying is a, a Hall of Famer. Four championship ring where defensive player of the year. Not defensive okay, let me ask you a question, team, Mike. And you're doing Mike, this. You're a vet. I, I, and you're doing I'm gonna this. ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this question. Remove everything you just said right now about Hall of Fame, rings, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? Is Draymond Green liked around the NBA by other teams? Not by the Warriors. I'm saying by no. other teams and other no, organizations. They, 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 they think he's dirty. No one likes a dirty player. Exactly. So how does the NBA view him? Right? They view him as so an asset. They, they know he makes Steph Curry better. And I, th and I think at that point, that's where they're going to come down with 25 games on him. I, I can see that, but don't make it seem like some new guy, like a, uh, like a, like a uh, Isaac Stewart, whatever his name is, the guy who tried to fight uh, LeBron. The next time he does anything, he just got ejected the other night too. No, no, I'm just He's saying, gonna... if someone can t say the next guy starts doing the same patterns as Jaw or bro, this has been years. Draymond. It won't happen. It won't happen. Twenty five won't happen. It's been years. Jaw, because that's guns. Even though where he was, it was illegal. It's a bad look on the league. You do not want to do anything that's going to promote gun violence. So that's a totally different thing. And then it was here's like you the, lied to my Here's face. the difference, though. I think the fact that you saw the video of yes. Draymond socking pool yes. is just is amplifying it, is, it yes, more. Yes, and, that, and that's why I think if there was never the video and you just heard about it, yeah. then I think this suspension would be less. Yeah, but the fact maybe. that there's an actual video, this just all him acting bad right now just makes everything resurface back and then it's like, damn, we had to deal with that back then, and then this this season, and then this this season, and wait a minute, another one this this season? Like, I, don't be surprised if you see 25. Speaking on that real quick, uh, as we put a bow on the Western Conference and Draymond freaking green, I have on my fantasy team, do you, are you open to the trade offers? No, not for him. Uh, damn it. Because you know the problem with suspended players, they're dead weight. You can't even put them in IR. Yeah, you can't do nothing. No, they just sit there. That's yep. Nice. That's why someone drafted John Moran. I said, ooh, and he got him like in the fifth round. I said, ooh. <laughs> he might do dividends <laughs> later, might help you in the playoffs. So that's why I look and say, your team better be stacked, though. And his team's not. But, anyways, uh, let's move over to the Eastern Conference where we get out of the basketball real quick. I'm just going to go over the standings real quick. I told you about what Giannis did, and we'll go over these in my top picks later on. But, um, you know, the Bucks went ahead and did their thing, beat Indiana, and now they're a game out of first for um, the Eastern Conference, which I, to me, it shouldn't be shocking because there's not enough depth in the East because the Magics right now are third, like half a game behind the Bucks, a game and a half out of first. It's ridiculous. But I just, I love that. It shows that getting all that youth and the right coaching, what could happen. 76ers right there, tied with the Magic. They have the Knicks at fifth, Pacers at sixth, and then the Heat at seventh. So six, that's the top six spots. 
and then the Heat are right under them. He's going to pass them, I believe, because they're, they're, they're tied. One loss different in the loss column. And then you have the Nets, Cavs, Raptors. After that, it gets, I can't believe the Hawks are playing so bad. Nine and 14 and lost five straight. That's just crazy. Bulls, Hornets, Wizards, Pistons. There's some storylines in the East. Not a lot of them like the West. I like the West. I like the West. <laughs> I think there's like three or four storylines best, and they're not even great ones. Like the Heat always fly under the radar, and we don't hear about them until that's just who the, they are. That's just who they are. Because right now, no one's talking about them, and they're four and ten, one and two straight, but they're five and five out of the last ten. No one cares. So when you look at that whole thing, the way the picture's panning out, um, who do you feel like are contenders and pretenders? Well, you already know the contenders are the Celtics. Okay, we're the, the pretenders. Bucks, you know, the pretenders. I think the Magic are going to fall off. Okay. I think the 76ers are going to stay right there between four and three. Yeah. Um, the Knicks are going to stay right there, right around that fifth, sixth spot. And that's only because I think the Pacers are going to continue playing better. Yeah. And the Heat are going to turn it on somewhere late in the season to try to get into that sixth, fifth spot. But so... You know, so, I, so you see, you, so you, you see the Knicks falling down a little bit, and the Heat coming up a little bit, and the Magic yeah. falling down, falling down into that right, right underneath them. Because I mean, look, if they can keep it up, good for them. But I just don't see it. I, I don't see it from them. Uh, the Nets are just gonna stay where they're at, right around that eight seed. The Cavaliers, dude, it's just how you see it now. It's about what it's gonna. Maybe you're gonna have one team, like I said, Orlando maybe drop down while the other teams uh, move up a bit. But the story looks like it's going to be written in the East the way it's falling right now. Um, the way I look at this right now, and I hear everything you're saying, the Cavs should be better. But this is what happens when you start a small backcourt. Um, Spider Mitchell was not the answer. Same thing with Atlanta. Atlanta's 11, Cavaliers at 9. Small backcourt. They went ahead and, and, and traded for um, another guard when they already had dominant guards. Like Garland was coming off an all-star year, and you get Spider Mitchell. So he, yeah, you he didn't need that. You didn't need that. You needed something else. You need a good wing. We said that. Yep. Now they, they have Karis LeVert. He comes off the bench, but he's injury prone. They needed a good wing. They would have better off with DeMar DeRozan, you know, or, or something like that. You know, even a Zach Levine, who's there half the season, he's a better fit at 6'5", 6'6". So they needed a better wing. Honestly, he's, a, he's available. Honestly, honestly, I look at my Lakers, how deep they are. If they had Rui Hachimura or Torian, Torian Prince, they had Torian Prince, they'll be better than having Spider Mitchell. And people say that's crazy. It's not. It's about balance. It's about what you need because you got to defend. You have twin towers down there. You have twin towers who can both block shots, do everything. And then you have one who can step out and shoot 15, 20 feet, you know. But but you got two smalls and they, they, they both need the ball in their hand. Now, yeah. It goes to show you. Now, look, the two big lineup works over there in Minnesota. And they don't have two guards to give the ball. You got Anthony Edwards. That's it. He's your entire backcourt. Your frontcourt has a player who can shoot threes better than any other seven-footer in the league in, in, in towns. And then you have an anchor on defense. Well, you would have thought Spider Mitchell led that Utah Jazz team. Remember Utah Jazz when 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 the, the Eiffel Tower was down there, he was running defensive player of the years left and right. And that's why the success was so good, because it was the balance. Cavaliers aren't balanced right now, so they got to figure it out. And Atlanta does too. Who do you keep, Dejounte Murray or 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 or, uh, or Trey Young? Who do you See, keep? Real uh, quick on Mitchell though. Yeah. If, if you really Mitchell look Garland. at if you look at Mitchell, Mitchell's a lot like Dwayne Wade, just a little smaller. Plays like him. He attacks the basket relentlessly. Yeah, he's relentless going to the basket, gets to the free throw line. 
but he gets hit a lot. And that's why Dwayne Wade's career wasn't as long as it should have been, where he would have been elite, like dominant for longer because he didn't expand his game. His three-point shot never got better. He stayed the same guy. Now, being that still Hall of Famer, with Mitchell, he has to develop more of his game. He cannot just be a guy continuing going to the basket. John Morant is on that as well. Until he develops that jump shot, it's going to be the same thing. Now, as far as for the team, like you were just saying, you're absolutely right. They needed a wing. They didn't need a guard like him. That's why I was surprised when they made that trade. But I, I see this. This is what I see. And, and we're we're both right. I felt like they were testing to see who they rather keep. I think Atlanta's doing the same thing. What I feel like the Cavs will do by the trade deadline, I feel like they're going to trade Garland. Because Spider Mitchell's obviously that dude. Yeah. They're going to trade Garland to the Bulls for Levine. And that's, that's a smart trade. And then because Levine can play above the rim and he can shoot the ball, he can stretch the floor. And you have some, cause, because like you just said it, Dwayne Wade could not be in the backcourt with someone like Garland. He had to be in the backcourt uh, with with someone who can shoot, who can spread the floor for him. Yep. But give him some way, way to go. So now you have Zach Levine who could do both and Spider could be Spider. So you had, now you have a dynamic backcourt. Yep. Right? And Because Garland can't give you that. You have a dynamic backcourt and someone could actually shoot that three while Spider's doing his thing. And, and now you give the Bulls a point guard that they actually need. They need a Garland. They need Garland there because we don't know what's happening with Zoe. So it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be something similar to what happened in Indiana and Sacramento. Two marriages, two people, they, and, and, and Levine wants to leave. Levine is out. He's not hurt. He's sitting because they, they don't want him to yeah. get hurt so they can trade him. So yep, they want to move I'm him. I'm telling you, by January, this is, is going to happen way before the deadline. It's going to be at the end of December, beginning of January, like how we got Rui Hachimura around that time of the year when people can be released and contracts are freed up because they got to have other packages with it. It won't be just straight up trade. So at the end of the day, I truly believe it's going to be um, Garland is going to get traded for a Zach Levine or Zach Levine-esque type player. And believe it or not, for Garland, it's the best move for him as well. Yeah. Those two can't play together. They no. both... One of the two needs to move on. It's going to be Garland because you don't keep Garland and trade away Spider Mitchell you unless you're going to get a so haul. Much, you traded so exactly. much Spider, so they can't do that. So Spider's the guy. Spider you got to go get contract. him. You got to go get him as Robin. Yeah, you got to go which get him is as a Robin. shooter or a, a defender on the wing. Yep, 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 yep. All right. So with that, on our way out of here, we got to talk about the almost billion dollar man, three quarter billion dollar man. And Shohei Altane, man, that that move with the Dodgers, my Doyers, Doyer, 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 Doyers, picking up Shohei, Showtime, Altane. We tried to get Trout years ago. He was stubborn. He re-upped for all the money. He didn't care about winning. He cared about money. Shohei Altane did the exact opposite. You say he's getting seven hundred million, but what is he really getting, Tony? Two million a year for ten years, equaling twenty million dollars, leaving six eighty on the table. Well, the 680 will get deferred over the next 10 years after the first 10. And then by then, he'll probably be living in Japan and he will not be paying that high California tax. So he's just being a smart man. He's saving some money. Whether if he's in Japan or if he moved to Toronto, wherever he's living, if he moves to Texas, he does not have to worry about state taxes. Well, see, here's what people don't realize. When you're making $70 million a year, you're going to get taxed about 36 to $38 million in total. So they're taking half, Damn people, near. half 
All he did was the smart play. Why? Oh, but he's only making two million. You have to realize with baseball players, it's not the same as football or especially basketball players that they get all that endorsement money outside. Like LeBron makes so much money. Even even like what was it? Austin Reeves had that uh that shoe deal. China exactly. Baseball players don't get that. You know who does? Only Shohei Otani. Otani makes $50 million off the field. The next guy is Mike Trout, and I believe his endorsement deals lead to $5 million. Think about that. It's a big guy. The number two baseball player, which is Mike Trout, makes $5 million off the field. And Otani makes $50. That deal was outstanding for the Dodgers. Now, real quick. Two years ago, you you know I play baseball still, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the guys on my baseball team, and I said it two years ago. I said the number seven hundred million, ten years. One of my buddies looks at me. He goes, "You're insane." I said, "Not not really. Think about it. If you're the best baseball player in the world, you're worth thirty five to forty five million a year, mm-hmm. right? And if you're the best pitcher or a top five guy." you're worth 35 to 42 million dollars a year mm-hmm. you're getting two players in one which is equaling the 70 million dollars a year they gave up 10-year deal and that guy locked up i agree and he he gets to play dh and this is the point that i made a lot of people like this year we obviously he's not going to pitch because of his um, elbow injury but he's scheduled to pitch at 25. now people say oh that's the year they're probably going to win it i said nah with the money he saved them they could stock the team up they could win it this year Right, I, I truly believe that we we'll have to wait and see. We have a ton of time. Season to start till March, but my point is, is that Shohei Atane, as good as the hitters he is, as a DH, he go, he doesn't have to pitch every week, or or like you know how they play pitch six seven innings as 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 Roberts like to do. Let him be a cleanup. I say be a cleanup. Get, get be the eighth ninth. He can pitch almost every night. Get, all I need well, is about 20, 25 pitches a night from him. And I no, thought we're good to go. No, because of the he's had the Tommy John surgery twice. Okay. So you don't really want to stretch that that arm out. So here, look, here's the good thing about it. No, 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 hold on. But that's that's only like 20. Okay. He doesn't have to do it every night, but he could be available every night to do it. But if you have him starting, he's not available every night. I'd rather have someone like him who now I don't need him to be a starting pitcher and put the true load on him. Clean up pitchers. Don't pitch a lot. He don't have to be Clayton Kershaw. Now, if he was a... Now, if he was a closer, I would understand that. That's what I'm that. saying. I meant closer. But as a closer, yeah. I, 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 I keep just, saying cleaner like As a closer, that would be that would be awesome. Imagine him coming in closing now. Exactly. Now, look, here, here's the other thing about We haven't about had a good contract. closer in a while. Hanley Jensen was already washed. And, and, yeah, he was already okay, washed. Okay, so go ahead. So, look, here's another thing about that contract that a lot of people were thinking, oh, my God, they're saving $68 million. Uh, you know, now they have 68 to spend. No. It still counts against their salary cap for, I believe, $47 million. So it's only giving them 20-something, like 25 to 27, open to go get someone else. They still, I know people are like, but there isn't a salary cap in baseball. There's a cap. Okay? So it's going to affect their cap, I believe, $47 million. So they'll get, yeah, it's a soft cap. So they'll still have the extra. They just met with Yamamoto. Um, yesterday, I believe. And what's interesting about that meeting, not only was Otani there, obviously the Dodgers brass, everyone was there, but so was Mookie Betts. Mookie! 
and Freddie and Freddie Freeman. Wow. So they they're out there trying to land Yamamoto as well, and that's going to cost them about three hundred million plus. Hey, explain who he is to the people who are um, casuals. He is the best pitcher, starting pitcher from Japan. So if you watch the the World Classic, right, the baseball classic, mm-hmm. the Otani was their one. This guy was their number two, and this guy is the real deal. He's a little he's a little short for a pitcher, but the dude is feisty as hell. Throws a ninety. Stuff. You have 95 mile an hour fastball, throws a curveball, slider, and he throws a split finger pitch. Mm. And and he's in between 95 to 85. And all the pitches look identically the same. He has pitchers baffled. So this is the guy. The Yankees are after him. The Mets are after him. The Giants. Everyone who's anyone in the league that has money is after so him. So he'll be a Dodger. Gotcha. So that would be awesome if the Dodgers can land him. Okay. If they don't, they still have Snell and some other guys they can get, but expect the Dodgers to be completely Imagine loaded. Imagine getting him year. and Snell. I think that's the difference. Because I don't, I don't think, I don't think they mind well, paying extra because of the fact they're saving. Because they're they're still looking at it like we were meant to pay this money to this guy, and we we're still going to well, try to get Snell. Well, right? he, here's what I'm going to tell you. I think is going to happen. I think they're going to land one of the big guys. I think it's both of them. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be both. And I'm going to tell you why, Mike. Oof. Go ahead. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you where it's going to get better. They're going to land either Snell or Yamamoto. I think they're going to get both. It's one of the two. I, the money is going to go to one of the two. Okay. And then they're going to go get Cease from the White Sox or the other uh, kid from Tampa Bay. It just it slipped my mind his name right now. Those are two young guys that don't get paid as much. And you have assets to make the trade. Because what do the White Sox need? Guys that they could develop that are cheap players that can be superstars. What are the Tampa Bay's known, uh, the Rays known for? That's what they do all the time. They have good players, they trade them off, they get young guys from farm systems, they develop them, they become stars, then they trade them off before they have to pay them. So now you're gonna be able to have a young pitcher that doesn't get paid much. Then you have your Yamamoto. Then you have Otani in 24, uh, 25. You still got Walker Bueller coming back and all the young pitchers they have. Dude, they're going to be completely loaded. That's why I said in 24. And, and the reason why I said they can get Snell and, and Yamamoto is because of Otani specifically did this, not just to save money for himself. It, it was an all round. And it was because this, this is the thing. A lot of people don't understand this. It was his idea. He, he, Absolutely. him and his people came up with this. Why? Because he was already talking, he was talking to Yamamoto. That, that's how they came to this conclusion. They were figuring out where can they go together the whole time. They, they were like, where can we go together? And he just, what? that's why he sat there in a meeting. I bet you he was translating for him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, man, they're going to get him. So now, because the, the Dodgers were already set to get uh, Otani and Snell. They they had to, they, they was going to do a billion dollars between two players. They're already prepared to do that. Now, Otani's like, nah, you ain't got to pay me that right now. So that he's like, I want you to get Otani and I want you to still get Snell. I'm trying to tell you. All right, we'll see. We'll see. It, it comes there, down to Snell wants to be there or not. One last interesting yeah. uh, detail on that contract that came out today. Yeah. Uh, I saw it on Bleacher Report. Yeah. That Otani can actually opt out of the deal if the Dodger ownership sells. Mm. So if the Dodgers try to sell and basically are trying to move that contract in the sale, 
he can opt out and ask for his money and then move on and go to a different team. I love it. This guy's a genius. So he's genius, great. Uh, something about the front office as well. He put these interesting clause in the contract. He must have thought out this deal. Way into the beginning of last, last season. So, yep, yeah. exactly. He had this on his mind. He was gone so when the season started. Before I move on, and I wanted to rant on this was the Angels are the dumbest organization ever. No, we, we, we can leave that to we can leave that to like February, March, bro. We got but so I just problem. wanted to say it right now. Oh, okay. I just had we, to. We don't have to so rant on all it you in, over time. Well, all you Angel fans that are out there, and I told you in the trade deadline, go trade them. No, let's hold on to them. Yep. This is what you get. This yep. is your own fault. You guys are dumb, not Artie. your organization. All Artie. Artie was stubborn. All Artie. Like, yeah, that was just... No, no, man. Artie's rich, man. Artie's rich. Guys, all Artie. All Artie, know. man. The Let's... GM moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, man, this is a good show. Um, it seems like our, our Laker our Laker Clipper lover uh, couldn't make it into the... He was calling me earlier today talking all kinds of stuff. I'm like, you really, really out there with this. And AC obviously couldn't make it in. He probably went boxing tonight, had a lot of stuff to do. He's been pretty busy. He comes in when he can. It's always a gift to have him in here. Hopefully he's listening right now. And we, we, we love you, brother. And like when you have you here, you make us all laugh and have a good time, man. Good content. But Hey, Mike, Tony, before we get off the air, yeah, one question. Yep. Are you going to go watch your banner get hung? Uh, I'm going to watch it on TV. I'm not going to go. <laughs> you know, it's not like they're getting rings, not ring night, because they already got their medals. They're just going to hang up a banner that they, that they have space to put more banners uh, or more t- uh, whatever is with it. It's going to be one banner that's going to hold all the championships they win from in season. So it's not like a new banner every year kind of thing. So. You say, now, dude, can we, aren't you not a Laker fan? What the hell? I am a Laker fan, but I'm worried about titles, <laughs> real titles, not tournaments. That's titles. not a fake title. It's this is a new title. This, no, is, this is the <laughs> same thing as the Dynasty talk we talked about earlier. All right. But we won't get into it. No, you're wrong. You act like you don't watch soccer. You obviously don't watch the WNBA. It's a real thing. You act like you don't watch NCAA uh, I, uh, I uh, never sports. said I didn't like it. I'm starting to come around to it. But hanging that banner, I don't know how I feel about that. I think Kobe Bryant right now is looking at this like, what? No, but I think, honestly, we'll I think, see I think, how. I think, if, I think if it came out his time, he would have done the same thing LeBron yeah, did, maybe even might, better. Maybe, maybe it might become even bigger. We don't know. It will, because LeBron won it. <laughs> uh, with that, we're gonna wrap it up. They're gonna name the MVP trophy after him. We'll see about that. Not the league MVP, but the in-season MVP. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so. give him something, right? Yeah, he needs something because yeah, Kobe got one. Um, Magic Johnson got one. Larry Bird got one. Jordan got one. Bill Russell got one. He's got to get one. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> all right, man. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Um, appreciate all y'all for listening. Happy holidays once again. Um, we will be back next week. After that, we might take a break, but we will be back next week, people. So appreciate y'all for listening. Tony, send us out. All right, guys. Enjoy your holidays. If we don't talk. Uh, Mike, thank you for always having me on the show. It's always been great talking football, a little bit about the Lakers and everything else. Bro, I'll see you Saturday. What you talking about? Game night getting suited up. Oh, I know, but that's not about sports. We'll talk about it that's next a, week. That's, that's about fun. We'll talk about it next <laughs> week. Getting dressed. How much money? Oh, we'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline. offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for listening to The Time Is Now. Have a great day, people. Thank you.
it's time, it's time, it's time. It's time for my NBA top picks. It's my NBA top picks from last week. Let's see how I did Thursday, 12-7 in the play-in tournament, the semifinals. Indiana versus Milwaukee. I caught it. I caught it. Indiana beat Indiana. Indiana beat Milwaukee, and I was right next. New Orleans versus the Lakers. I caught the Lakers, and I was right again. Friday, 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 Atlanta versus Philadelphia in Philadelphia. I caught Philadelphia, and I was right next. New York Knicks in Boston in Beantown. I caught Boston, and I was right again. Next, Cleveland in Miami. I caught Cleveland on the road, and I was right next. Go to State at OKC. I called Golden State, but they lost in overtime by two points in the close, close matchup. I was almost right, but I was wrong. Damn it. All right, next, Sacramento in Phoenix. I called Sacramento in Phoenix in the Valley of the Sun, and I was right next. 12-11, Monday, Denver in Atlanta. I called Denver, and I was right next. Minnesota in New Orleans. Now, who would have known that Zion took all those fat talks personally as they beat the number one seed in the West? I caught Minnesota, and I was wrong. Am I okay? 12-12, Tuesday. Cleveland at Boston. I caught Boston, and I was right next. Lakers in Dallas. Close game once again, but I caught Dallas, and I was right next. Go to State in Phoenix in the Valley of the Sun. Go to State's having a hard time. Draymond getting ejected. Who knows for how long? And Phoenix won that game, and I was right again. Sacramento in Clippertown. I called the Clippers at home, and I was right again. He's on fire. Next, Wednesday, 12-13, Atlanta in Toronto. I called Toronto, and I was right again. Next, Indiana in Milwaukee. Didn't I tell you Milwaukee's going to get that get back? Didn't I tell you they're going to get that get back? Giannis went for 64 points. 64 points, with a, and they stole the ball from him, but that's okay. I called Milwaukee, and I was right. Next, Lakers in San Antonio. Gotta call this one because that's women. Yama, 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 yama. These are the games you should be watching. I caught the Lakers in San Antonio and I was right. Finally, Brooklyn in Phoenix. I caught Brooklyn as those guys were traded away. I caught Brooklyn in that. Even though all three of the horsemen were finally there, I still caught Brooklyn in that. And Brooklyn stood up and beat them. And I was right again. Final score for that last week in my NBA top picks 15 to 2. That's 15 to 2. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate all the love. I appreciate all the love. Let's get the pop top picks for this coming up week. So we have Thursday, 12-14. Tonight, Cleveland in Boston. I got Boston winning that game. Next, Minnesota in Dallas. I have Minnesota winning that game. Next, Brooklyn in Denver. I have Denver winning that game. Next, OKC in Sacramento. Like the beam. I got Sacramento winning that game. Next, go to state in Clippertown. They're shorthanded, people. I got the Clippers winning that game next Friday, 12-15. Orlando in Boston. I got Boston and Beantown winning that game next. Atlanta in Toronto. I got Atlanta winning that game. No more getting off the slide. Getting some wins. Next, Lakers back in San Antonio. I got the Lakers winning that game again as LeBron makes his return. Next, New York Knicks in Phoenix, Valley of the Sun. I got Phoenix winning that game. Now, Saturday, 12-16. Atlanta in Cleveland. I have Cleveland winning that game. Next, Indiana in Minnesota. I have Minnesota winning that game. Next, Brooklyn in Golden State. Golden State going to figure it out and win that game. Next, OKC at Denver. I got Denver and Mile High winning that game. Next, New York Knicks in Clippertown. I got the Clippers 
winning that game. Keep the streak going, people. Next Sunday, 12-17, Orlando in Beantown. I got Boston winning that game again. Next, Houston in Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee winning that game. Now, Monday, 12-18, Houston in Cleveland. I got Houston winning that game. Go ahead, Edoka. Clippers in Indiana. I have Indiana outrunning them, outpacing them, and winning that game. Next, Minnesota in Miami. I have Minnesota winning that game. Next, Dallas in Denver. Mile high. I got Denver winning that game. New York Knicks in L.A. I got the Lakers winning that game. Next, Tuesday, 12-19. Memphis in New Orleans. I have New Orleans winning that game. Next, San Antonio in Milwaukee. I got Giannis putting it down to Wimby. Yama, yama, yama. Milwaukee's winning that game. Boston and go to state. I got Beantown, Boston winning that game. Finally, Wednesday, 12-20. Miami in Orlando. I have Orlando winning that game. Next, Minnesota and Philadelphia. I have Philly winning that game. Next, New York Knicks in Brooklyn. The Battle of the Boroughs. I got Brooklyn winning that game. Next, Denver in Toronto. I have Denver winning that game. Now, Lakers in Chicago. I have the Lakers winning that game. Next, Clippers versus Dallas. I have Dallas winning that game. Finally, Boston versus Sacramento. No being lit right now. Boston winning that game. That is my NBA top picks. My NBA top picks. Thank y'all for listening. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. <laughs>
another week another soapbox another week another soapbox just um first of all you know we're in the holiday season and um tis the season to be jolly as they like to say and um this is a time when it's the most beautiful time of the year as they like to say white white christmas but then for others you know there's a little difference in that what i mean by that is if you're someone who's dealing with some form of loss or some form of uh, despair, especially if something happened this time of the year, you don't feel the same way as everyone else. Like I've been saying for months now, since August, that I've just lost my father and this is the first holiday season without him. So it is very difficult to try to process everything that's been happening and transpiring. And um, so it, it takes on a different feel, at least this year. There's other people who may have lost people throughout the year and they're having their first all the way throughout. So I get that, like my cousins that I've lost this year. So much loss. Um, so I understand where that thought process may come from. Because of stuff like that, it allows me to understand a little bit better the meaning of, you know, how many days do you have left? What do we do with the time that we have now? Like me, I'm 42. I've heard people passing away. I know people who said, oh, my father passed away and my mother passed away at 42 from a heart attack and I was just a small kid. My daughter's 10. And I, I, I can kind of see where that comes from. I'm at an age now where people just start losing their lives for whatever reason. It could be anything because we just don't take care of our health but what we eat, how we brush our teeth, and do we exercise, yada, yada, yada. And I also had a heart attack when I was 34. So a lot of times we're having that mild heart attack and I have my seizures and even last year I almost died from meningitis and pneumonia. Your body's telling you like, hey man, you got to get these things in order. Get, get your white blood cell counts up. Get those other things in order so that way you are prepared. Like, like God's giving me warnings of all these different things. So, but with all that being said, I need to make sure that I do what I can possibly do to give myself the best opportunity to extend and maximize my time on this earth. And I feel like we all need to start being conscious and cognizant of that. If you have people who love you or even care about you a little bit, if you love yourself, what are we doing to enrich our lives? Not only, sometimes you go when you go. There's people who smoke every single day and live to be 95. George Burns, I believe, lived to be like 99. These people, some people live just longer because of genetics. Who knows what they're doing to enhance their overall life? I do know when you're overweight, you minimize that. I do know when you're taller, you have a shorter lifespan. I'm 6'3", right? So I think of all these different things, what could potentially shorten my lifespan and what I could possibly do to extend it. But at the end of the day, we never really know how much time that we have. You never truly know that, unless you're someone who's dealing with cancer. Now you can even have those people. You know that you have a time clock kick ticking now. You have a time bomb, if you will, of your lifespan shortening. You know that. They say, oh, you have two years left to live, and then you end up living six, seven. Had an aunt with ALS. They said you have a year left. She went another five. My dad, they said he had five years left. He lived another 15. So the doctors only know so much. Only God knows what your final clock is. And and it's. I think it's a... It's, it, we have to think about this. What's the reason why he doesn't tell you when you're born? You're born on this day and your last day is going to be on this day because he wants you to live by faith and not by sight. He wants to see who are his people going to live without knowing when he's returning or even knowing when you're returning. 
He's like, if you don't know that, how are you going to live your life? Like, what are you going to do in that period of time I give you? Are you going to just waste it away? Are you going to wait in those final moments when you know you're almost done to now the, the, to then praise him so you can enter the gate? Or are you going to do what it needs to be done every day to make sure that you are going to um, end up in the proper place? That Whether you're a believer or not, let's just say you're not a believer. So then what are you doing to make up things right with your family? A lot of times people start having the, those times of uh, atonement and thought to where you're like, oh, I have the same thought process and, and I want to make sure that I'm okay with you before I leave this earth. I want to make sure that I settle my score or settle my debts with you or what have you. That's what people tend to do. But why can't we do that now? Why do we take for granted the time that we have now? Like if you right now, if you have any sort of quarrels, any sort of um, 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 issues, any sort of discernment, any sort of negative energy towards anyone in your circle, settle it. Don't let time go by. You don't know how much time you have left. You don't know how much time they have left. Why let things go unsettled? You don't want time to pass. You don't want them to pass away. You let things unsettled. You want to make sure they know that you love them and vice versa. You want to do that because you don't want to leave them feeling like you have zero closure. We do that in relationships. You want to make sure before you move on to your next relationship that you have some form of closure. So why wouldn't you want to do that with someone who may never you may never see again? You don't know how much time you have left, people. You don't. You really just don't know. And it's scary, but also, too, ignorance is bliss right because if you knew you may leave this world tomorrow how would you live those last days would you still be productive would you still be out here doing what you need to do every day by whether it's your job or or, or your loved ones will you change your energy in a sense where you're like you know what? i'm gonna quit that job i'm gonna hit because now when you know when you have so much time left the things that are important will rise to the top your priority levels would change. Whereas right now, our priority is our job. We don't want to lose our job because we're trying to build for the future. What if you don't have much of a future? I'm not telling everyone to quit their jobs. I'm not telling you to say, oh, you know what? Bump this. But what I am telling you to do is make changes. Alter your everyday life and make sure your priorities stay your priority. Of course, keep God first. That All that means is when they say keep God first, that doesn't mean push everything aside and say, Lord, 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 Lord. That's not what that means. What that means is you begin your day giving praise to the Almighty and you conclude your day doing the same thing. You keep him at the center. What you're saying is with every step I take, what will God do? What will, what will Yeshua do? So you keep that in mind. You keep God in your heart. So that way the things that you do are earnest. That's what that means by keeping him first. But keeping them first is keeping you first. It's keeping you centered. It's keeping you on the right and narrow. So that way we're never perfect, but we're striding towards it every day. That's what that means to keep them first. Then the next is your spouse or your loved ones. Your job should be several tiers down because you know what? If you were to leave, if you were sick, if you were to die, they continue to push on without you. They replace you. You are a number to them. Understand that you are a number to them. They don't care about you. So in the end, we never know how much time we have left. So you have to live every day like it's your last. That doesn't mean quit your job. That doesn't mean forget all your responsibilities. It means keep the first thing the first thing. 
make sure you take care of your priorities first. And that is the people that love you the most. Make sure they know that. Make sure they feel that. Make sure you leave nothing undone. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep your head to the sky Be optimistic but that's it this week, guys. Another great week. Another great show. All right, all right. We have a great show this week. Thanks for Tony for stepping back in the place to be. Appreciate you again, my brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. The music choice this week was Fat Lift by Sum 41. Another timeless tune. Give that some spins to give that some more spins. Remember, you could go ahead and email the podcast at the time is now podcast at gmail.com the time is now podcast at gmail.com you can also leave a voice message if you go to spotify scroll down leave a voice message hear your voice heard on the time is now appreciate you all for listening now it's time oh remember if you like the show like it of course of course share and of course of course subscribe now it's time for a final word the lord lives praise to be my rock exalted by the god the rock my savior he is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from a violent man who rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. Second Samuel 22, 47 through 50. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace. Higher to reach higher.